This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I also am listening to Faraz Siddiqui from Upper Hand Fantasy because he gives us winners each and every single week. Faraz, you are an expert in the art of prop plays. How about that? <laughs> I like it. that a lot. You know, you know, uh, it, it's funny because it reminds me of a buddy. We, we we just came back from Mexico City. We went to this palace that had a lot of art in it. This mm-hmm. dude, like my, this dude, like my friend, like this guy, like he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not an art guy. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, we're in this museum, and he pretends like he's just staring at these paintings. You know, just like that guy who was staring at the blank canvas. <laughs> right. You know, kind of pretending to know what's going on. And I'm like, dude, like I'm looking at him, like. Like, what's going on here? He's like, well, and he starts breaking it down for me. And I'm just like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. Get out of here. <laughs> you have no All right. Clue. So on from art, because I don't know anything about art and I'm not going to act like I do. But let's talk about some of the props <laughs> this weekend. And I am going to start with your Nico Collins play, because I think there's a narrative here that I need to address. When do you miss the boat? on these guys that kind of come out of nowhere but have two games where they're just amazing because doesn't that feel like the case for nico collins like i see the numbers in front of me but at some point like the numbers are going to catch up but man has this guy been a beast did we miss the boat on him or should we still be betting on him i think we should still be going after this line especially since it's so low 52 and a half receiving yards is the line right now uh the over is set at minus 115. here's the thing with nico nico is somebody that i think we talked about him last week as well uh you know Mm -hmm. week one he's somebody that we knew that was a good wide receiver he just didn't have a good quarterback and he was one of those wide receivers that that we identified just in a silo on his own. He is separating. You know, he is doing his job as a wide receiver, but his quarterback situation was absolutely terrible. CJ Stroud has been doing his thing as a rookie over the first two weeks of the season. Very accurate, and that's really what Nico Collins needed. Um, the thing with Nico, he's fourth in air yards this year. Uh, that basically means that, you know, how long the ball traveled in the air targeting Nico, and two of the names ahead of him are Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. So, like you said, you saw the numbers in front of you. Six for 80, seven for 146. And there's a reason, because he's being targeted downfield. Well, when you're talking about receivers, right here in D.C., we get to see Gabe Davis and the Bills coming into town, and you like a prop on him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, 42 and a half seems kind of low to me. You know, he's their big play guy, right? And the commander's like, this is a good matchup, especially on the right side, specifically where Gabe Davis runs most of his routes from. Uh, and they're also giving up 11 yards per reception to wide receivers, which is one of the highest marks in the league. He caught six for 92 last week. You know, he's somebody that was being targeted. He was also utilized, you know, in the Jets game. Obviously a lot tougher matchup there. Uh, and he basically went over this as well, or almost went over the 42 yards. So in this particular matchup, you know, he's their clear number two at this point. So, yeah, I, I like the over as well at minus 115. 
I'm looking at some of these plays and I'm wondering how much matchup matters because I'm looking at the the play in the Seahawks Panthers game and I know the Panthers have been giving up quite a few rush yards. Does that go into the handicap of playing Kenneth Walker here? Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's one of the situations where I'm looking at the game script here, right? And the Seahawks are favored mm-hmm. by a ton in this game, right? So what's going to happen? Uh, it, it's, it's really going to be the Kenneth Walker show where at least he gets the work right and i'm assuming that he ends up performing too last week he got the work but you know his yards per carry was super low he did end up getting the two touchdowns uh but he didn't he wasn't able to really perform on the ground uh panthers aren't that great of a defense i think they're solid uh and you know the line set a 64 and a half rushing yards and i think he will hit that at minus 120 uh but if you want to hedge a little bit, you don't necessarily want to go for the production and you want to just kind of bet on the game script with the Seahawks just dominating the Panthers in this game. His carry mark is set at 15 and a half. So I'm kind of leaning towards that one um, just so that we don't have to bet on the production. But at least we can bet on the fact that uh, we know that the Seahawks will be up. Uh, the rushing share between Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet uh, isn't really there at this point. It's non-existent. It's really Kenneth Walker's show. So over 15 and a half at minus, with fi- minus 115 is where I'm leaning. We're talking with Faraz Siddiqui, creator of Upper Hand Fantasy. Follow him on Twitter, Upper Hand FFB and Faraz Siddiqui. Since we're talking about running backs, I have to ask about my guy, Bijan Robinson, in Motown this weekend. And I love this play a lot. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'll say this. The Lions have been pretty good against mm-hmm. the run uh, so far this year, and it's kind of carrying over from the second half of last season. Now, Bijan is Bijan. Not only that, the Falcons' offensive line uh, is something else, right? This is another mm-hmm. another beast. So the combination of that offensive line, the offensive scheme where they will not you know, move away from the run at any cost. Um, and then plus on top of that, we saw Bijan. Did you guys see Bijan last week? Oh my God. The dude is just <laughs> sweet feet. Yes, I did. You know, just like <laughs> unbelievable. And uh, he, he, he's looking really good. So um, I think, you know, 67 and a half rushing yards at minus 115 on the over. Like it, it's, it's at, the, at this point, like if the, if the lines are going to be this low for Bijan, uh, you just kind of got to keep taking the over until that increases. All right, so uh, the other player I wanted to ask you about was Rams rookie Puka Nakua. What a season he is having. And my question again is, did I miss the boat on taking some of his prop plays? I believe his receiving yard prop is in the 50s uh, for this week's matchup and even had a tough matchup against the Niners last week. Do you think we continue to see these monster games from Puka Nakua, which if you haven't been paying attention, he's had at least 100 yards receiving in both games this year. Does it end this week? Uh, I don't think so. The way that Sean McVay is utilizing him is unbelievable. And Puka Nakua is somebody that I saw firsthand at the Senior Bowl. I, I created some content around Puka Nakua during the Senior Bowl. He's somebody that I saw firsthand, and I'm like, this dude is just catching everything that's coming his way. He was so good on that first day of the Senior Bowl that his agent, and, and this is just speculation because we haven't seen him on day two or day three. There was no injury, and I think it was just his agent saying, like, hey, these scouts saw enough. Let's get out of here, right? And it, it was it was that it was that type of situation. So now the way that Sean McVay is scheming him up, Matt Stafford is playing lights out right now. He's playing very very well. Uh, he's thrown for 300 yards each of the last two games. And Puka Nakua, like I'm looking at the line now, it, it's gone up 
65 and a half right now. Ah. If you take the over, it's at minus 120. I'm still cool with that. You know, he's their clear number one wide receiver. The dude had 20 targets last week. Are you kidding me? Second game as a rookie? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think you're on the money with that, Chelsea. I think, I think I'm still betting on the dude. He's their clear number one. Cooper Cup is out. Let's keep riding it. Who else do you like this week for us? Someone we should keep an eye on. Have you talked about Jerry Judy yet? Uh, I haven't. How did you know I was going to talk about Jerry Judy? Jerry <laughs> Judy came back last week, <laughs> and uh, you know he, you know he got his feet under him a little bit. He did run, you know, nearly, you know, all the routes, you know, according to how many pass plays they ran. Uh, he was targeted, you know, at a lower rate than Cortland Sutton. However, it was his first game back, so I think that looking at the matchup this week against Miami, Miami's going to score some points, right? There's no doubt about that. And Tyreek Hill's going to do his thing. Tua's going to do his thing. They're similar to Sean McVay in terms of scheming their guys up and, and scoring points. So 48 and a half receiving yards is Jerry Judy's prop this week. The reason why I like Jerry Judy is because of his matchup out of the slot. He ran 70% of his routes from the slot last week. The Dolphins are a lot better at containing wide receivers on the perimeter. So I like I like Jerry Judy in this matchup compared to all the other receivers. I think this is where he starts. You know, there's a lot of hype around Jerry Judy coming into this year. Uh, and I think some of that can start this week with a good matchup. I love how you go further into the analysis and break down, okay, this guy's in slot coverage. This is the team that you don't want to face, or this is the team that you do want to face. And that's why we have you on the show. So let's talk about another receiver. And I was kind of surprised that you put this one on here just because I feel like this is going to be a low-scoring game between the Browns and the Titans. But I do know that the Titans' secondary usually gives up a lot of yards. So does that go into, you know, the reason that you like Amari Cooper this weekend? Yeah, I'm not sure if I want to bet on Amari Cooper touchdown because I'm not sure if the scoring is going to be there this week. But I do, like, like you said, the Titans, I, how many years has it been now where the Titans are just so vulnerable you know, on, on you know, in the secondary, it's been years. Like they haven't fixed it, and nothing has changed no. this this year. <laughs> They've allowed the fourth most receiving yards to wide receivers so far through two games. And it wasn't like it was the Dolphins or the or the Vikings where they had to go up against Justin Jefferson or you know Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, it was the Saints and the Chargers. You know, two good offenses. They have some decent wide receivers there, but it's not a crazy high bar to clear here, right? Amari Cooper's line is set at 57 and a half receiving yards. He's their clear number one wide receiver right now. Uh, he went over that pretty easily last week and he was hobbled. He had that he coming off that groin injury. He was questionable for the game and he still did his thing. So, you know, I think the over 57 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with that for, you know, number one wide receiver. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.